Welcome to the Athletic Approach, where we will guide you through the intricate maze of the mind in sport. The Athletic Approach is brought to you by Culture and Sport, where we believe that culture is critical to long-term success. I'm Kristen Bonowski. And I'm Manisha Agawal, and this is the Athletic Approach, where we don't just play the game, we understand it. Hello, how are we today? I'm good, how are you? Good, I'm not too bad. It's exciting to start this new season. Yeah, I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's good that this season we'll talk a little bit more about women in sports and kind of our own experiences, which I think is so important. Um, Yeah, especially because I'm coming from a dance background, which is quite feminine. Um, And then obviously with your background as well, if you wanted to touch on that. Yeah, being a bobsleigh athlete, it's kind of like the, if you could pick a complete opposite of dance uh bobsleigh would definitely be on the other end of the spectrum for sure yeah no completely and like it's it's just so interesting because I think how our experiences could probably be similar but also so different at the same time like I think some of the underlying challenges could be similar like for example um with like within dance it's quite, there's a lot of sort of issues with body image and having like the perfect look and then with bobsleigh it's like quite like muscular and I feel like that's something that like dance and like within dance it's just not looked at as a you know kind of a I don't know it's kind of looked looks down on really yeah, I think I think that's kind of funny. Well, I think a lot of dancers are very lean. And so mm-hmm. without meaning to be, they actually end up looking quite muscular. But I think it's funny because having such a feminine versus a masculine sport, like body image and, um, and weight in general are both so important in both sports. In dance, you try and be light and airy. And in bobsleigh, you have, it's a weight class sport. Like you have girls who unfortunately end up starving themselves leading into a competition because uh, we're weighed in between each run of a race. Mm, Yeah, no, absolutely. Do you get sort of told when like the weigh-ins are going to come in? Yeah. So it's not like boxing or anything like that where you get like, let's say the day before or the morning of, it's literally mid-race. So you compete and do half of your race and then you're weighed in. Um, so in bobsleigh, a regular race is two runs down the track, and then it's a combined time to give you um, your overall rank. And after the first run, your equipment is weighed, and then the athletes are weighed inside the equipment, and there's a maximum overall weight and a minimum weight of the sled. But that's um, that determines how heavy the athletes can be. And so it's not like other weight class sports where you actually might have time to refuel and get more water and stuff like that. You literally do half your race in a depleted state. That's so like literally mind blowing, and like it's yeah. quite similar because I've heard other dancers actually experience within training, like within dance classes or like within like their private companies and schools that they'll they'll either get weighed or they're told to like literally wear minimal like clothing, look at themselves mm-hmm. in the mirror and be like do you think you're skinny enough to be on stage and it's like you just you just can't do that <laughs> like you just can't that's do that's so that. funny because our a few years ago our head coach he was making a joke but we were talking about we were all doing um body composition testing and he was like 
it used to be that I could just tell you all to take your shirts off and I could tell you if you were in the right uh, body shape, but now we have to do these tests to make um, so that we do it properly. And I, I was just sitting there like, oh, that sounds horrible. Oh, wow. Oh, no, that is so intense. And then it's like, then you wonder why like eating disorders are so prevalent in athletes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because of like this culture yeah for sure and just well like in bobsleigh if you don't make weight you don't compete like you're disqualified right um and similarly like i guess it probably wouldn't be a strict like if you're half a pound too heavy in dance it's not like they're not going to send you out there but you're also shamed and like made to fit in a certain box even without being like a weight class sport yeah no exactly exactly because there's always this ideal body and mm-hmm. it looks so different for each sport but it has the same effects in terms of what the athlete then does to actually achieve that ideal body and what else is crazy to me is the men are also a weight class sport but in bobsleigh like the men for a lot of them the weight class is kind of a joke but for the women, they've actually made the weight limits so tight that I would say half the field is restricting water and food leading to a competition. And it's like, and people have really begged our federations to increase the women's weight limit because it's so unhealthy what we put ourselves through. Um, And it's really sad because if you sit down at a dinner table with both the men and the women's team, the men are piling on food and the women are sitting there like eating a small amount of protein and a salad, not because, and they know that that's not how you perform, but they don't have a choice. Yeah. Wow. Now that's really interesting, actually, especially that it's a joke for men. Yeah. Um, I wonder if like, because obviously again because it's not as if like eating disorders don't affect men they absolutely do but then I wonder if there's any that kind of have to hide that because everyone else sees it as a joke but actually there could be those few male athletes that are actually struggling I think it's honestly quite difficult for some smaller male athletes who come into the sport who are they get a lot of pressure put on them to put on weight And it's kind of like the opposite thing where like some of them will have pressure to put on weight. And then when you put on weight quickly, it's usually fat mass. And then they're super self-conscious of themselves. Um, I've seen it happen a ton of times, especially with male athletes or even some smaller female athletes who are on the other end of the spectrum. I feel like there's this very small window in bobsleigh for women where your weight is acceptable. You could be a little bit too heavy and it's awful and a little bit too light and suddenly it's awful. There's like a very small happy window and those light people are constantly being shamed to put on weight and those heavy people are constantly being shamed to keep their weight down. It's <laughs> it's a really messy kind of thing. And yeah, a lot of the smaller men, especially, they'll work very hard to put on that weight and then you can tell they feel uncomfortable with themselves. Wow. I, think, I don't know, like what's your experience of like nutritionists and or like dietitians within that space like what's that been like our team definitely could use some more support um i am fortunate for the most part 
my almost my whole career so far, I have been at a fairly ideal weight. I have been in scenarios where I've had to cut weight and I've done it without any instruction. And just basically my strategy was I stopped drinking water. This was in my first year in sport and it was like, I was given an opportunity to race because someone was too heavy. And so I was gonna do whatever I could to make sure that I could get in that racing position. Mm-hmm. And so basically just dehydrated myself all week, which was incredibly wow. like you know, risking injury and just general mm-hmm. health. Um, wouldn't recommend it. Uh, and I wish that we had, there's some people who've been in the sport for a while who've really invested in uh, having a nutritionist guide them through these things, but like, um, there needs to be more of it. And as a sport that's relatively low funded and can be a low priority, but like nutrition has a crazy effect on any kind of weight class sport. Um, there should be more of it for sure. What's your experience with, what do, what do nutritionists kind of like, do do dancers often seek out nutritionists no not at all like from so with my experience in dance it's mainly been within um a private dance school which was kind of it was only a class once a week but we'd still compete at competitions and then it was then university when we then competed against other universities um and there's not there's not really a there's no kind of support in any sort of domain um especially not nutrition and kind of thinking more broadly in kind of the friends that I have who went into full-time training there wasn't no sort of assigned nutritionist or anything like that um where so, so with stuff like that I then think actually it's so important that if schools are only going to have the teachers and choreographers then they need to be trained in all of this stuff if you're going to tell somebody to lose weight or to look a certain way you have you can't just say so like my experience my first experience with this was as a teenager I did long jump and I was a little bit too heavy to be a long jumper and my coach essentially said if you lose 10 pounds you'll be at an elite I think that's what's stopping you from being at an elite level And I basically, I starved myself all day. And then I binge ate at night because I restricted myself so much, but I wanted it so badly to be a national team athlete and make it to the next level that I would wake up each morning and I just wouldn't eat anything all day. And then Mm -hmm. I was starving by the end of the day and would just binge eat. And I never ended up losing weight. And then he never gave me any direction on how to do it. He would just each week when I would see him, he'd be like, so what are you at? And I'd be like, not much change. And I would feel embarrassed essentially yeah and it's that guilt because obviously once you've then binged and then it's waking up thinking okay I can't eat anything I've had all this and I need to set these goals that have uh, meet these goals that have been set by other people I mean it's not even for your own sake it's attached to your dream like when you're a dancer you're like I don't get to go on stage if if I'm not approved by the teacher choreographer and for me it's like I was told I could make it to the next level if I lost some weight. So it was like, mm. this is a priority to me. And I was just killing myself doing it. Yeah. And it's really interesting because within, um, so obviously to get booked onto dance jobs, it's mainly auditions. And a lot of the times the briefs on the auditions, men have to come wearing, like be dancing topless. Girls have to come in literally almost wearing nothing 
and it's like but it's because they want to see how how you look and it's so I find it so ironic because in auditions they're looking for the dancers who stand out but then once you're on stage or once you're kind of part of a team the choreographer wants everyone to look the same <laughs> and it's it's just like what um but yeah That's no so I think you're you're like looking for individuality and then kind of like whitewash everybody put everybody as like make them all look the same and yeah exactly and I think and it's interesting because I feel like it's really different by genres because I feel like ballet is very much like that it's so strict there's not as much creativity when you compare it to say like hip-hop hip-hop or like commercial um sort of styles and you can have there's a bit more self-expression with hip-hop which is mainly my sort of genre that I've trained in and I think it's interesting when I like reflect on myself and I think why did I never do ballet I mean I wasn't really interested in it but then a lot of the times when I've taken hip-hop classes um sometimes they'll say boys dance like boys girls dance like girls and it's this thing of again where girls need to express their femininity a bit more and you can't be too masculine um but then there's so many issues with that because what if as a girl what if I want to be a bit more hard-hitting and a bit more masculine in the way that I dance and then what if there's boys that actually want to be a bit more feminine with the way that they dance yeah like and it's like have you have you noticed any kind of change in recent years like are people more open to people dancing and expressing themselves how they want to or is it still really strict and rigid I think there's definitely been a change and I think mainly more so in hip-hop ballet I think is still so far behind um but within hip-hop I've definitely seen a change and I feel like there's been a like kind of a bit more acceptance of like for example like heels commercial classes you'll see boys wearing heels within that space but then if what's a heel commercial class so it's um so it's it's dancing in heels essentially and commercial is a bit more um the best way to describe it are like dancers that dance on stage in concerts like for concerts okay. and stuff like yes they're a bit more commercial so very like full out very very Brian Friedman if you know who who he is so very kind of um you know just the best okay so um the dancers for the Super Bowl for Rihanna they yeah. they were commercial that's commercial sort of yeah. hip-hop that's kind of the style um so basically that style but in heels so you need like unreal balance and like just I didn't even know that existed that there was a separate hip-hop in heels yeah no absolutely so yes that's commercial heels so um and I think a lot on like that side of things have been accepted especially within like the LGBTQ plus community and Mm -hmm. kind of having that again that self-expression and just wanting to feel like really sexy and it's really good as well that um there's a lot of classes in it where women would go and they would feel so empowered afterwards because again because I don't know even if you're not a dancer like you can go to these classes and just feel sexy and just feel like yeah, that I time for you 
like I did dance when I was younger and I was definitely not interested in that. But now if I were to go and do a dance class now, I think it would be really fun. And I feel like you would feel like kind of like a sexy kind of empowerment to it. Um, I don't know, just like moving your body and like being more free with yourself, I guess. Yeah, 100%. And I think that style, again, brings a bit more femininity to it. But then again, depending on the choreographer also depends on if there's a bit more of a like full on kind of like, I don't know, like a masculine type thing Mm -hmm. to it. Um, But yeah, but no, it's just, it's really interesting because it's so subjective like dance is just so like subjective and like anyone can take it out like you know what they want from it um but again but this really depends on genres because when looking at ballet I just don't think they're there with that yet um yeah ballet I mean as an outsider to the dance world seems very strict and traditional yeah yeah 100% and I think again this ideal body for ballet is so like particular again so slender um it almost reminds me of modeling like yeah as as you're talking about this like you guys are athletes obviously and using your body and not that models aren't but like to a very high degree like dancers are and it reminds me of like very traditional strict modeling the way that you guys need to look a certain way and fit into a mold and whatever yeah 100 percent because because it, because it's such an artistic sport it well it's aesthetics so not only do you need to be good at dancing um you also need to look the part like you need to have mm-hmm. that attraction and again that goes back to the auditions where dancers like men have to like dance topless and women have to literally wear almost nothing because they like choreographers want to see if they've got essentially most of the time if they've got that sex appeal depending on what the you know what the job is or kind of that attraction that kind of again like so there's someone there that will stand out um and that goes that goes yeah there's just so many would someone would if you go into these things knowing that you're going to be in a group and they they're going to want you eventually to all look the same would your goal be to stand out or would your goal be to kind of look like you could be a part of the group interesting you say that so so a lot of things that dancers would do is um well one thing in particular is that they would dance next to a person who looks like them because Mm. we have this thing called opposites so a lot of the time in dance your opposite would look like you whether that's well it's not always like kind of like you look identical but like if you've got the same sort of hairstyle if you've got similar height um similar like sort of body type can't that sort of thing so if they see like two people like dancing together who are like who stand out but they also look the same they're like Mm -hmm. okay we can put this in into a piece does that make sense you're almost like working together you've like picked this random person you're like hey we would look good together uh or we would look the same together which apparently is what they're looking for so let's work together on this <laughs> yeah no exactly that like it, it, it it's so mad because um because it works as well or like even like during training like some dancers will be you know if there's someone on their degree course 
that looks like they, they'll do things together um it's like I don't know if you know of as twins like they're they like do a lot of hip-hop stuff together and it's it's just and it's because they look the same that they then you know get get those jobs and I don't know there's just something to it again where you you stand out but you also look the same at the same time it's, it's, it's bizarre such a weird balance you have to strike yeah yeah but it's it's so interesting um yeah, yeah, it's got to be really yeah. hard uh, as an individual to go into that knowing that you want to be recognized for you, but your best chance to be recognized is to look like somebody else. Yeah, it's it's just so ironic. Like honestly, the, like yeah. a lot of the things is just so like contradictory. Like, and you think how? Um, but then on that as well, because it's such a female-dominated sport it's easier for boys to then get picked out for jobs than it is for girls <laughs> because every again because again unless you stand out as a woman you look like everyone else you dance like everyone else you've got the same technique as everyone else but then boys within those auditions are, easy, are easier to kind of pick out or there's again it's that thing of well there's so many jobs there for boys but you're more likely to get it because you're a minority within the industry and that's a wrap for today's episode of the athletic approach we hope you gain new insights into the mental dimensions of sport performance and are inspired to dive deeper into this fascinating field the athletic approach is produced by manisha agwell and dr jeremy piasecki at culture and sport if today's discussion sparked your curiosity and you want to learn more head over to cultureandsports.com We've got a wealth of resources, articles, and research to help you understand the mental game even better. And don't forget, you can also connect with us on your favorite social media platforms. Whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, or YouTube, you can join our community for more insightful discussions, expert tips, and a behind-the-scenes look at the world of mental sports. Remember, the mind is a powerful tool in any athlete's training. The more you understand it, the better your game. So keep learning, keep growing, and keep pushing your limits. Thank you for tuning in to The Athletic Approach, where we go beyond the physical and explore the psychological. Until next time, stay strong, stay focused, and embrace the mental game.